welcome to local application um, and maybe uh, more than I want to appreciate you for being here I want to appreciate myself for following through with another episode I honestly didn't think I had the discipline to start a podcast let alone record episode number two so I'm gonna give myself a pat on the back and if you've done something today or this week or this month or this year that you thought you couldn't do go ahead and give yourself a pat on the back too so this is the second episode which is which was a long time coming and if you've watched Simpsons as much as I did growing up you know who itchy and scratchy are so we've had a really um, tough winter here in India and I think across the world and I so I thought it was pretty appropriate to discuss the winter itch now if you're wondering if you're now if you're a grammar Nazi that um, I profess to be <laughs> despite being um, pretty say okay with my grammar you would find yourself correcting everyone uh, who says oh i'm so scratchy no you're not scratchy you're itchy so you scratch and itch and if you're a doctor or if you work in uh, medicine or its allied fields you would know that an itch is technically called pruritus so winters is the season of joy and celebration but it brings with it pruritus which is basically a sensation in the skin which makes you scratch now it's the most common complaint that someone comes to a dermatologist with in especially in the winters i would say overall but especially so in the winters um, if you if you're from India or you are um, South Asian in origin, you speak Hindi or Punjabi, so Khujli Khurk Kharish. So these are the complaints of eighty percent of patients who come to us in the winters, and it's not as simple as it looks. Now, people, and by people I mean doctors who are not dermatologists, think that all we people do is just give an antihistamine and some steroids that's all there is to dermatology but it's a lot more nuanced than that um, I often tell my students that it's like being Sherlock you know uh, it's one of the last refuges of the clinician we do not rely very heavily on tests and it's a skill it's an acquired skill the most more you see the more you learn and um, I think it's the most fascinating field to be in clinical dermatology, dermatopathology uh, is the most uh, rewarding of all the branches and sub-specializations within our field. Because anything could be making a person itch, you know. It could be the most benign or the most malignant pathology you could think of. Of course, you treat if you can't determine it or if there are you know certain factors that prevent you don't have the patients not have time they don't have the resources um, 
maybe you would not be able to diagnose each and every patient but you do endeavor to do you, know? you would advise them strongly that you know we need to get to the bottom of it unless it's really basic and simple which doesn't need a lot of investigation but yes a persistent bad itch which does not go away despite um, a, a fairly decent course of yeah, symptomatic relief uh, should be investigated i think it's just good um, sense to do that now um, in a teaching center like ours we tend to investigate because the patient has already been to multiple gps they've been to multiple private practitioners they've been to all sorts of allergists and immunologists and everybody when they come to us so uh, we tend to investigate and um, we need to tend to find the root cause because that's what they're uh, with us for they they do not want a symptomatic treatment so it's winters out it's pretty chilly and you obviously would have the heating on and if you're in the indian uh, subcontinent uh, we tend to use space heaters or oil heaters because we're not really comfortable with um, central heating it, it doesn't suit our climate air conditioning and heating is really restricted to institutions and corporates and which is great nature has really conditioned us to all weather conditions so you brave the storm you see this heat you see the rain uh, the sweltering humidity post the monsoon in the country it's thousands of years of evolution we have evolved for this environment you know and if you we see a lot of people you know they say we move to the west or you know certain um, expats say well when we move to this country we, we we got this problem and we i think a lot of it is because you were genetically selected for survival in a particular environment and if you have a radical change in that that your body will will take some time to adjust you know and in india i mean i i really appreciate schools who do not have uh, central air conditioning and central heating let those children learn to maintain homeostasis and um, i mean i don't want to be very negative but uh, it's touch and go here and there could be a nuclear apocalypse there could be a climate related apocalypse anything could happen and uh, your children should be able to survive i mean we need to make more hardy individual okay i i i feel i'm digressing so let's 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 um, swerve back to the topic on hand so heating really uh, contributes to a lot of dryness which we technically call xerosis of the skin xerosis with an x uh, and it is a very common uh, problem that any person of any age could have, but it's particularly severe if you're an older individual. Anything above 60, uh, uh, winters are going to be really hard on you because you already have senile changes in the skin. Your skin is already not producing enough sebum for lubrication. Uh, the winters are going to skin is going to dry your skin out even further. So the senile change, then uh, the hot water baths that most people enjoy in in, in the winter time, and 
and the heating on top of that it's like the trifecta of um, winter's erosis in the elderly so a lot of uh, senior citizens who might be in hospices and nursing homes for, for palliative care, these minor skin conditions are not recognized, you know, let alone treated. And sometimes it's really severe and it could lead to oozy, itchy, eczematous skin that we call an asteatotic eczema. So it's very common in older individuals. Uh, not just because of their age, but because a lot of them have associated comorbidities which put them on, them on certain drugs for their heart disease, particularly statins. Uh, your skin is going to be drier than other people and also many other comorbidities like a kidney disease or or a thyroid disorder, um, certain heart medications, it, 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 they tend to dry up the skin. But, you know, it's not really the older uh, senior uh, individuals of the community who um, suffer from xerosis. Xerosis could be seen in, in infants, very small children, young individuals, particularly if you are prone to allergies. So if you're an atopic individual uh, and you have atopic eczema with or without respiratory allergies, you would have a worsening of the eczema in winters. Because of everything we just talked about and also because you do not have enough sun exposure. If you are not out in the sun in the winters, certain cutaneous disorders are going to get worse. Now, as a skin specialist, I understand what you're thinking, right? Hold it, lady. I thought you said that sun exposure is bad, sunscreen is good. However, I mean, the sun is actually great for you in appropriate measure if not overdone but if you have a photodermatosis if you have a disease that is caused or worsened by sunlight sunscreen is the way to go you have a disease uh, that is caused or worsened by sun by all means sunscreen is the way to go no questions asked but if not um, Get some sunshine. It's got great health benefits. It it heals you. It makes your mood better. It makes you feel good. I think it's the best part of winter. It's the only thing in winter that I that I like. It is also the treatment for seasonal affective disorder. If you live in a country where there's little sunshine in winters, you're more prone to be affected by SAD. So if you live in tropical, subtropical climate, relish that winter sun. Sit out. It could be five minutes a day. It could be 20 minutes a week. I mean, it doesn't have to be an enormous amount of time, but enough to get the benefits. Apart from the mood, um, in terms of uh, the skin, the sunlight has an important um, immune role so it reduces the inflammation in your skin now the skin has a reservoir of cells which are trained by our by nature by innate immunity to attack and when we expose our skin to sunlight this response is suppressed so that you know you're not reacting to everything now, this is only in individuals who have an abnormal immune response. 
where the sunlight has this effect so if you have psoriasis if you have ectopic dermatitis your disease usually worsens in winter because you do not have that sun exposure in the winters so if you're a topic winters are going to be hard for you similarly if you are if you have psoriasis uh, the winter is going to be bad for you so my advice to you in the winters don't be in heating all day um, try to maintain a comfortable natural environment do not take scalding hot that's just not good sense i think lukewarm water all year round is ideal uh, use a mild soap don't dry your skin further by using alkaline soap moisturize right after particularly i would say if you if even if you have no diseases the shins tend to dry out in the winter a lot so that's just if you want to moisturize one area of your body apart from your face and hands i would say the shins are are the next most important thing so your shins dry out a lot and you tend to itch there a lot if you are a topic i would also say do not wear woolen clothes do not wear warm or woolen innerwear now in india we have huge culture of warm inners because we do not have central heating in most homes and offices if you do need to wear it if you live in an area with where it's just not possible to go without it and if that itch is getting out of hand get help go to the dermatologist that is my number one advice to anyone who is listening and unfortunately um if you live outside india where you might not get um, a dermat appointment so easily i feel for you you have my sympathies so the next best thing is you go to your gp go to your primary care provider he will he or she will be able to help you to some extent if it's something very simple and basic and if you can't even do that if if you can get a gp appointment right away um use a moisturizer now we call them emollients it's basically a moisturizer which smooths out your skin and prevents a lot of transepidermal water loss which dries out the skin listen to the above advice don't do the things to prevent that itch and if all else fails maybe uh, as a last resort um, you could use some over the counter antihistamines or even a mild topical steroid again uh, that that's um, not the ideal advice um, that's a double edged sword because uh, you are likely to modify the morphology of your disease uh, when you self medicate so your dermatologist is going to have a harder time deciphering the cause of that itch if you've modified it a lot over a very long period but as an interim measure i would say as an immediate rescue measure maybe in some selected cases i you could possibly do that but by and large um i leave things to the experts uh, that's what uh, we're here for and another equally important point i would like to emphasize do not scratch that itch repeatedly 
it creates a reward cycle in your brain it creates what's called the itch scratch cycle which is basically the etiopathogenesis of atopic eczema you again these things are easier said than done i hear you you're probably thinking oh, it's just so bad and nothing seems to work i am going to scratch that itch so scratch if you must if you must scratch maybe you could avoid scratching with your finger if you must use your fingernails then ideally have a cloth intermediate so you don't end up scratching your skin directly a lot of people would say it's kind of trivial in pruritus or an itch is a trivial thing worried about so many other things so many other diseases but if you've ever had a terrible itch it's like a toothache you know uh, only uh, the wearer knows where the shoe is pinching and it can be very very distressing it could disrupt your sleep it could affect your work it could affect your relationship with your with your partner with your child and so um an itch is not to be taken that lightly and pay attention to what your body is telling you um pruritus or itch is is a sign of something being not right with you now it could be very simple it could be very ordinary but if it doesn't go away if it's not responding to standard anti you should get a specialist opinion as soon as you can that's all the time we have for today in the next episode let's talk about sunscreens i hope you can join me till then have a great day